Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Welcome again, everyone, to the Feeding and Leading Podcast. I'm Andy Taylor, and as always, joined by our state executive director, Todd Fisher. Hey, Todd, how are you on this happy Reformation Day? Hello, sir. Yes, Reformation Day. Halloween. That's exactly right. (laughs) Also known as Halloween. Also known as Halloween. Tomorrow's All Saints Day. Uh All Hallows' Eve today. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I hope things are going well. It's, uh, again, a busy season, but a good season. Find a good Martin Luther meme and yes. put it on your social media on the October the 31st. Exactly right. My favorite is the one, you know, where it says, nailed it. <laughs> yes, love that. <laughs> hey, we need to talk about the state convention that's coming up. Coming up. I think it's two weeks. November 14 and 15. Yes. Monday evening and Tuesday uh, throughout the day. Yeah. And uh, Monday evening, we're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of disaster relief. Incredible. That's kind of a hallmark. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be preaching Monday night and also just kind of sharing some things, some vision, some things that we're wanting to get started and kind of start rolling out Uh in um, our efforts as a state convention to really serve pastors and churches and some things about evangelism and missions. And so I'm excited about that. And then on Tuesday, we'll be uh, kind of the business that we normally do. Yep. And all of uh, all of that is at the First Baptist Church of Mustang. Right, which is year. a different venue than it's we've been new, at. It's a new venue for us. We haven't been at First Baptist Mustang and for the annual meeting. So we appreciate Pastor Michael Staten. Yep. And, uh, and his folks are already rolling out the red carpet for us. They've been amazing. So we're looking forward to it. And I really hope that you will make an effort uh, to come and um, it you know, I, I really want it to not be some kind of boring business meeting thing, but really to come and and it be a celebration of the great things that God is doing amongst Oklahoma Baptists. Yeah, I tell you what, I've been at a I've been at a conference at uh, at First Baptist Mustang before, and you're exactly right. The people there of the church. They they do it like no other. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm putting pressure on Michael State. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it, it's really good. I also want to tell you that um, you know, man. This may be jumping the gun a little bit, but uh, feeding and leading may be uh, announcing something that we're about to launch. Yeah, that's well. exactly right. So, we're going to try to expand yeah, our yeah. horizon a little so bit. So it's going to be really good. Hey, today um, we—I don't know—are are we on time for this? Are we a little bit late for doing this? We want to talk about planning for holidays because pastors. Uh, as as you know, you hit this time of the year, and it is a whole. It just feels like a whole nother ball game. Yeah, it's you know the whole Christmas and Easter sermons. Um, really, Christmas um, that can be a little bit of a challenge for pastors. Uh, you know, just when I'm talking to pastors. How do I avoid redundancy? How do I avoid sounding like I'm preaching the same sermon? Mm-hmm. And um, we can kind of unpack that and talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I think I think especially as we're thinking about Christmas here, uh, I think pastors do that differently. Some some pastors start with that first Sunday in December, and they're going to preach three or four Christmas messages. Um, some pastors don't. 
don't do anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Or and, and and some pastors might do one or two. I, I think it is appropriate to preach Christmas messages. It's such an important um it's you know, how how would I say this? It's a big thing in the culture, but aside from that, Christmas is an important part of the Christian theology yeah. narrative. The virgin birth is a linchpin of Christian theology. Yeah. And when you consider that two of the four gospel writers uh, took some pretty substantial space to record the birth narrative of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we should preach Christmas sermons, not just because of a cultural thing, but I think we should preach Christmas sermons because of the importance of the virgin birth, the importance of what the birth narrative is in Christian theology. Absolutely. Uh, the you know the theological uh, pinnings of that are incredible uh, for us to keep before our people. I think also it connects us it connects us with the church, capital C church. Yes. At a specific time yes. of the year, Agreed. every year. It connects us there uh, with all other Christians, and it also connects us back to history, to the history yes. of the church. Yes. And so that mm-hmm. – I mean that sounds – I don't know how that sounds, but it sounds, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, it's important. Yeah, and, and that's not anything we should be ashamed of or embarrassed about or yeah. try to modify. Christianity is a historical thing. Yeah. You know, these names and people I'm reading about in the Bible, those are real places and real people, and it's a historical thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is important about Christmas messages, and as we'll talk here in a second about preaching expositional Christmas messages, I think there's a sense in which as a pastor does that, we 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 make some strides towards this whole adulteration commercialization of what christmas is mm-hmm. so the the christian church has chosen this time of the year at the end of december to celebrate the birth of jesus and then of course the culture has kind of you know hijacked that to some degree mm-hmm. and i think when a pastor chooses to preach christmas messages and really points his people to hey, here's why the birth of Jesus is important, right? And not that giving presents and celebrating Christmas, not that any of that is wrong. Mm-hmm. But this is an opportunity for us. Uh, but you got a, you got a great opportunity at Christmas to teach your people about why is the virgin birth important. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, if Jesus isn't born of a virgin, this whole thing collapses. You know, he's not any different than you and me. Yeah. Um, it gives us some great opportunities to teach some good theology, to remind our people, um, you know, it's all it's it's uh, it's kind of a worn out little thing, but you know, the true meaning of the season kind yeah. of type thing. So I think it's good to preach a Christmas message or two or three or however you want to do it. Uh, that's expositional. That gives you this opportunity, yeah, to teach your people. Uh, well, let's face it, uh, everything that we see marketed in our Christian, even our Christian culture, a lot of it is it uses that. Uh, tagline of being gospel-centered. Right. Christmas is the gospel. That's right. That's exactly and right. And so, Pastor, this is a great opportunity for you to take your people straight back to the gospel right. and uh, and to right. have that emphasis during the time of year. Todd, let's talk about uh, let's talk about preaching because it it can be <clears throat> once you've 
been a pastor for five, six, however many years. Yeah. Uh, it, it can f- begin to feel like you're preaching the same kind of sermons again and again. Let's talk about some ideas sure. that we could uh, use you know, as we move. I, I think kind of as we kind of dive into this a little bit, a, a couple of things that I would throw out for for pastors. Um, you can preach on the birth of Jesus and preach the theology of that, and you don't have to use one of the birth narratives out of Matthew or Luke. Right. There's there's lots of other places in the Bible where you got you can get a good text for a Christmas message. Um, other than Luke two, yeah, Matthew and, and, two, and because I mean, you just think about how you can layer that out, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be about the why was Jesus born. You know, Christmas is a great time to talk about. Hey, Jesus was born to die. Yeah, and it's a Christmas is a great opportunity to connect to the doctrine of justification. Yeah, um, redemption. You got all these great theological themes, and we can we can use texts and 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 incorporate that, weave that into a quote unquote Christmas message. So uh, now. Preaching out of Matthew and Luke, absolutely. We should do that yeah. for sure out of the birth narratives. But I, I would just say to pastors, you don't have to limit yourself to those two books of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is a little caution, and we're going to bring up some books here in a minute, but uh, Christmas sermons can sometimes be a big trap and temptation, I think, for pastors to just steal another dude's sermon. Mm-hmm. And so watch your plagiarism here. Watch just, uh, man, that was a good – I mean, just be careful about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can take some great ideas and great points from other messages, of course, but um, – And make it your own. Make it your own because, yeah. remember, you're preaching to your people. You're not preaching to the congregation that that guy was preaching to when he wrote this or preached this sermon. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just say kind of be careful about that. But – Obviously, in the birth narratives, you got your great texts. You got you got great themes in there, mm-hmm. and some different ways you can do that. One of the things that a pastor could think about is you got enough material in the birth narratives where you could just you could if you're going to do three or four Christmas sermons, you could just preach through, you know, Luke two. Right or you get a you get a material in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can think about a sermon on the shepherds out of Luke or a sermon about the the magi out of Matthew. Um, you know all kinds of things. In yeah, there. you could do a series on the characters of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Hey, that 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 kind of that's kind of that rhymes. That's good. Um, you know, do one on Joseph, one on Mary, one on the the, the shepherds, or or you may actually. I know I did one year. I just did sermons on Joseph. Right, right. Now it was about Jesus. Yes, but, yes, yeah. And and you know, I think in a general sense, there there could be a sense where you could argue Matthew kind of tells it from Joseph's perspective, and right. Luke tells it from, from Mary's, Mary's perspective. Yeah, right. And you can kind of take it from a his perspective, her perspective. Um, another thing I would just throw out there just for guys to think about is Christmas can be another kind of trap temptation where you don't preach an expositional message. Right. It can just be a straight up kind of here's some warm fuzzies because there's tons of warm fuzzy things at Christmas time. And I would just encourage guys, keep preaching expositionally. Every single time you preach, it doesn't matter what the occasion is, 
have a text, have the central idea of the text, structure your message around that text. That's good. Uh, now, with that said, um, I, I have read or heard some sermons that don't necessarily, you know, exposit a specific text, but it was still a very text-centered message. Mm-hmm. Um, like in John MacArthur's book, it's called God With Us. The God with us, the miracle of Christmas. MacArthur's got this really great sermon in that book called "The People That Miss Christmas," and it's 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 the um, you know it's 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 Herod, yeah. it's it's the uh, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, it's the religious leaders, it's the innkeeper, yeah, you know, which the yeah. Bible says very little really about, yeah, but um, and then of course he brings it back to. Here's the people that didn't miss Christmas, you know, the shepherds, the magi. Yeah. And that that isn't really what we would call a classical expositional sermon. Yeah. But it's still a text-centered sermon. And I, I think Christmas can give you a little bit of leeway mm-hmm. on that. But I would still encourage guys to to be careful about that. Yeah. No, I think that's that's really good. I think that you can you – know, you, you don't have to look, like you said, at those classical Christmas-type texts – I know one year I I did a like a sequential series out of the book of Hebrews and and it's just directing you back to uh why Jesus came and uh you know so so you have to you know you have to do some work you have to do some thinking that's why we're doing this podcast we want to help you plan for the holidays so when it comes to sermons you know uh, there are some good helps that are out there to help you think about planning mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, just to start doing that kind of thinking ahead of time. Right. Um, there's a good resource I want to share with our listeners called uh, The Incarnation in the Gospels. It's by uh, Doriani and Riken and Phillips, um, The Incarnation in the Gospels. And what it does is this, this, this is like a – it's like a commentary – Mm-hmm. Of Christmas texts, and so and 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 to be honest, it's really kind of really a collection of expository sermons. Probably, yeah. you know, yeah. like most expositional commentaries are essentially this is this guy's this sermon, guy's sermons. But, yeah, uh, he does the work of exegesis and stuff. <clears throat> this talks about the incarnation in Matthew. It talks about the incarnation in Luke. It talks about the incarnation in John, which is what we were talking a minute ago. John doesn't have a birth narrative per se, but my goodness, look at the material in that first chapter. John 1, yeah. You know, in amazing. the beginning was the Word, and then the Word became flesh, verse 14. He tabernacled amongst us. Um, there's, you know, those are great Christmas texts yeah. right there. Yeah. But that is a good resource, the incarnation of the Gospels. I mentioned, um, uh, mentioned MacArthur's book. Tim Keller has a book called Hidden Christmas which really is – I would characterize it as an expositional look at Christmas. And uh, he's, he's got some – he's just got some, some, some good chapters in that. Lloyd-Jones has a – I think this is still in, uh, in, in print. print. It, the book is called Christmas Sermons by Lloyd-Jones. Mm-hmm. And, and – if our listeners are familiar with Lloyd Jones, you know Lloyd Jones can preach fifteen sermons out of three verses, <laughs> actually out of three words. Yeah, yeah. But the Christmas sermons by Lloyd Jones is actually his exposition of the Magnificat, which is the towards the end of Luke one. You know, yeah. Mary's Her song that's in there. Uh, Sinclair Ferguson 
has a book called Love Came Down at Christmas, and it, it's it's not it's not an exposition, it's not uh, messages, but they are daily readings for Advent, and I think it's you good. can you can get some some good material out of there. But um, but finding your text and preaching expositionally and working that sermon as you normally would through your through your tools, commentaries. But sometimes some of these these Christmas books, quote unquote. Um, they can be helpful. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So we want to encourage you to to do that, to just give some thinking to uh, maybe a, a couple of different approaches that you could use uh, for your preaching through the holiday season. Todd, let's, let's just transition for just a few minutes that we have left, and let's talk about just, just a few things to keep in mind as the holiday season comes upon us. Um, you know, this is probably a really important time for you as a pastor to be communicating with your music minister or the lay people who are leading your your music uh, because, because it is such a different... I mean, the, the Christmas music that we sing, we have it, we, we basically have it in a suitcase and we keep it and then we bring it out mm-hmm. every December. It's the only time we use it. <laughs> but we we want to make sure that we're that that the person who's leading the worship is is on track with what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Communicating with him. I think too, um Christmas time is a good opportunity for a pastor to do some really good pastoral things. Absolutely. And I think Christmas time, the month of December, can can many times lend itself to to a pastor to have some extra time. Um, if you've been pastoring for a while and you preach some you've 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 preached for several Christmases, you know, you you might not necessarily recycle every but but you could tweak it. Yep. Right, I mean, they're you know kind of different iterations of of that same birth narrative sermon. Sure. What I would encourage pastors to do, if you have a little extra time, this is a good time for you to do some really neat things. Um, how about how about how about taking cookies to your shut-ins? Yeah, and just go visit your shut-ins or the nursing the nursing home. home. Yeah, and you know, take a little gift, take a little something on that. One of the things that I did that I think meant a lot to people was at Christmas time, I would have my assistant uh, basically get me a list of everyone in our church who that year had an immediate family member pass away. away. And about the beginning of December, I would write a card to that family member, and I would say, "Hey, this is this is your first Christmas coming up without your husband, without your wife, without your loved one." And you know, and and I would make the list, pray pray through that list, pray for those people, and then tell the person I was praying for them. Yeah, that meant a lot to people. Absolutely. And this is this this is just a season which sometimes you you got a little. Uh, you get a little extra time, maybe, yeah. uh, that are f- is freed up perhaps from sermon preparation stuff. I know Christmas is a very busy time too. You're doing things, family, and all that, but it's just a good time. I think if if a pastor can do some of these pastoral things, um, it's a good idea to do that. I agree, a hundred percent. You know, in the past, we've done some things like. Um, 
And it'd be interesting. There'd be some people who will not, who wouldn't necessarily want to do this, but I'm just giving you some guys, some things to think about is, uh, at the nursing home, take our members communion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell you how many times people have said, we never, ever get to come. Right. We never get right. to do communion. Right. And just so grateful to be able to be a part of that, how meaningful that is to people. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and during the holiday season, that, that's a, that's a great thing to do. Yeah. A widow's banquet. Yes. Um, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also think that uh, now is a good time to start thinking about, and we're going to do a whole podcast on this, so we won't get too deep into this, but now's the time to start thinking about it, about things like um, developing a Bible reading plan or, or, or gain, uh, accessing a Bible right. reading plan that you're going to put out for all of your people for the next year the and start year. talking about it and communicating that. Yeah. So we'll hey, talk about I, that in our next I, podcast. I, I would say... I would say one of the most difficult sermons to preach for a pastor mm-hmm. is that Sunday after Christmas. Yeah. It's, you know, if there's, a, if, there's a, if there's a Sunday between, like, you know, however the calendar falls, between New Year's Day and Christmas Day, yeah. that, that's a tough one. I mean, it's a low attendance. Yeah. You – we we've already done a uh, you know we've already done the podcast about planning your preaching. Yeah. You're not really going to get into your your preaching plan until the beginning of January, so it's a real tweener of yeah. a sermon. And um, I, you know, a lot of times what I would do there is I would preach a sermon about the Bible itself. I would preach a sermon about yeah. memorizing Scripture yeah, or maybe pick one particular spiritual discipline. Yeah, exactly. Um, prayer, yeah. Uh, whatever it might be. Because people – this is now a time where we do the whole New Year's resolutions yeah. and everybody's wanting to think about how – and I, so that's a tough one to me. That's a tough – because yeah. you, you've done your Christmas sermons. You don't want to do a Christmas sermon after Christmas, but you don't want to get into your preaching plan yet. It's not January yet. Right. Uh, so maybe those are some good ideas for guys to think about for sermon topics. Yeah, I would say uh, this year is not that year. Because yeah. this year – Call on Sundays. <laughs> Christmas on Sunday, the very next Sunday is New Year's Day. Yeah, and, and maybe we should just say something about that real quick. Uh, I, I don't know. People have different opinions on this, but I loved going to uh, going to church on Christmas Day. Me too. And so, you know, and, and, and maybe you might want to tweak a little something on that where maybe on Christmas Day, maybe you didn't, you didn't have Sunday school. Yeah. But you have, ha- have your worship service. Yes. You know, and um, – please. please have a Christmas Eve service if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But don't – please. I'm just begging you. <laughs> please don't do Christmas Eve service and then say we're not going to meet tomorrow. <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And everyone will have different opinion about all of that. I know. It's just I, mine. I think it's good. I think it's yeah, – I, I love going to church on Christmas Day. Me too. And um, it's, it's a special time. Absolutely. Well, I think this will be helpful for our pastors um, getting this on Halloween, on Reformation Day, but uh, it's not too early to start thinking about uh, those holidays that are coming up six, seven weeks from now. All there right. Well, thank you so much for joining us again on Feeding and Leading. 
This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.